This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. It's Voice of Change time with myself, Lauren Jacobs, and here today on the show, we want to be celebrating all things cricket because, of course, as we are talking, as we are together over the next hour, our boys are still playing cricket and hopefully making it through to semi-final glory. And this will be history-making because men's proteas have never made a final before, but let's hope as we were back in the spring box, let's hope that we are back in our guys. But here on the show today, I'm going to be talking to the phenomenal proteas woman, better and amazing fielder as well Tasman Britt now Tasman is you know someone who is really inspiring and encouraging and strong about her faith she was part of the team that took on England in the semi-final in February and that advanced through to the final and we got to watch that game as a sold out crowd in Newlands that hot February afternoon and it was such an iconic moment. It was such a beautiful history making moving moment and so I wanted to invite Tasman onto the show with me today to talk a little bit about her faith, to talk about cricket, to talk about 2023 for her, some of the historic tours that you know Proteus women have done to give a message to our guys who are playing and also just to have a good sit down and chat. It's so nice to be able to just chat and have a conversation where we can talk about why Taz does the ballerina every time she scores a 50 you know a little bit about her family and of course about faith and uh, it's so important that we realize that you know anybody who is a sports person or is a public figure in the public eye and who stands strong and has a belief that God is good and that he is leading everything well it's important that we hear those stories and also celebrate people who are doing that because there's a lot of pressure in this chaotic world that we live in and so Tasman is joining me and I cannot wait because uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about over the next hour so if you love cricket if you love sport or if you just want to connect and hear someone's story who is involved in cricket well then this is the place to be don't go anywhere enjoy some music and Tasman is with me after this As always, the awesome, fantastic, legendary, amazing, terrific, wonderful, <laughs> Tasman Brits. Hi, Tasman. That's uh, your cue. That's my cheerleading uh, introduction for the day. But obviously, introduce you early on in the show. But it's super cool to have you with me because obviously, we know that the Protea guys are busy playing right now, even as you and I are talking and, um, you know, rocking up that semi final. And I hope so that they can make the final and um, also make some history like you ladies did at the beginning of this year. But before we get into cricket and faith and your life and the year thus far for you, welcome to the show today. And it's super cool to see you again. Well, thanks for that cheerleading introduction. Thanks for inviting me. It's nice to have you with me. And how has 2023 been for you? I mean, there's been a lot that's happened. I know we last kind of spoke cricket more in depth, kind of towards the beginning of the year after the T20 World Cup, which seems a very long time ago. Uh, you know, a lot has happened since then. You ladies went to go play uh, in Pakistan, which was a truly historic. And uh, how's 2023 been for you? How would you sum it up uh, if you could go and look back on maybe cricket, personal life, just life in general? How has this year been? 
Well, after the World Cup, I actually thought that it might get a bit easier or cool down a bit, but it hasn't. Um, cricket is still hitting with a bang. We've got a lot of provincial games going. Like you said, just played New Zealand and Pakistan. Had a camp a week ago. When we look again, the end of this month, we've got Bangladesh coming to us and it just doesn't end. But yeah, wouldn't want 23 to end with the World Cup that we actually had. Still, in the, I have to pinch myself now and then and actually realize it's still in 2023. It actually feels like a year ago. I'm waiting for the next World Cup. <laughs> but yeah, no, 2023 has been a blast. Mm, it has been. And uh, it does feel, though, that it was a long time ago, doesn't it? That T20 when we were all gathered for that incredible final. And um, I know here on Voice of Change, we have not actually spoken about the final. You and I have spoken about it elsewhere. And to people listening, they probably do also have thoughts and feelings and recollections, especially as we're based in Cape Town, of that that final and obviously of the whole World Cup. How was that for you as well? You know, being in that final. Also, there was so much that happened during the games and, of course, beating England, which England didn't think that you ladies were going to beat them. And I truly know that because I happened to be sitting, found myself uh, quite probably divinely spaced by the families of the cricket ladies of England that were playing, happened to be, was not planned, and just heard all the talk afterwards, you know, and I was like, wow, this is interesting. So they really thought that maybe you guys wouldn't win. It was a historical moment. And so how do you sum that up? Do you still reflect on it now? Because it feels, it does feel like it happened a long time ago, but it was such a magnificent moment that we we get to relive via catch up, but also in our minds. Yeah, besides myself rewatching, because I actually asked for DSTV for the, you know, for all the games, um, because you couldn't get the whole games, you only got highlights on the TV and we never get to watch them. Mm-hmm. Besides that, um, when I walk in town, sometimes I get some random person saying, Oh, Jonty, Jonty, or something like that because of the catch in the semi-final. I am known as the catcher. Oh, yes. So, yeah, they, they definitely remind you. But, um, yeah, a World Cup like that, the semi-finals making history, I still pinch myself. But in the same sense, it makes me eager. I think it makes a lot of us girls eager for this next T20 coming up in September next year. Um You've got to get better than that. You can't just end in a semi-final. So yeah. we're very, very excited. We, you know, once you've tasted it, it's kind of something that you need to taste again. We were known, like you said, you sat next to people and they thought we'd never make it. We were known yeah. for the underdogs. And now everyone's kind of expecting us to make it. So <laughs> the pressure never ends. But yeah, no, it's yeah, one, one hell of a World Cup. Mm. That's interesting that you mentioned that. And I want to touch on that. Does it change, you know, when you go into something as an underdog, uh, there is a amount of pressure on you, but no one expects as much from you. We saw it now with the Rugby World Cup. You know, uh, when you go in not as an underdog anymore, people expect you to be in the final. There's a lot of pressure that comes on you. And mentally, you actually have to have so much more switched on and emotionally as well. How do you handle that? Do you feel like it's a whole another level that you have to learn how to deal with things and mentally prepare for those things uh, because there's now more pressure on you and maybe more expectation on you from people that love and support the Proteus woman now, even more so. I'm sure the team has gained a lot more support and fans after the World Cup. Definitely, I've seen that happening. Do you feel there's a different level of pressure and you have to prepare for that? 
Um, my honest opinion for as an individual, I don't think so. I think pressure remains pressure. We play international mm. sport and, you know, you want to represent your country to the best of your ability. Mm. So the pressure never disappears, whether you underdog or whether you number one in the world. You have to either remain number one in the world or you have to get to become number one in the world. And um, in a way, maybe a bit more pressure due to the fact that we've got a lot more supporters. I've heard a lot of people say, you know what, we're actually supporting you guys a lot more than we never even knew there was cricket. We never knew there was, you know, us African women were doing this great, sometimes even better than the men. Mm. So people, their eyes are glued to the TV. Um, a lot of times we get asked, when is the next tournament? Mm. I mean, we played now against New Zealand yeah, in our backyard and there was a lot more support. And when you normally have just 10 in the crowd, there's almost like 100, 200 people coming to watch the games. So pressure in live games, I think it's, getting, it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> But yeah, I don't think pressure ever disappears. Mm. I love that you mentioned all of that. Uh, and of course, it is amazing that people are supporting more. And you can see that support more and, and you can feel it more. And I was sitting at a meeting with Cricket South Africa. And I do want to say this for listeners. Just two weeks ago, and there were 12 journalists in the room. Only three were women. Nine were guys. But it was the guy, journalists, actually it was very interesting, that said, and when they post things about Protea's woman, it blows up. It goes viral more than the men. And I, thought, I was sitting there going, wow, this is interesting. I want to hear more, like, let's say more. And the, a lot of the journalists were going, you know, women's cricket and especially Protea's woman are actually something that people are very interested in and they want to follow. They want to know the stories. They want to know the, the, the women's lives that they're watching. They're inspired. And it's not just women who are inspired. Men are inspired. Children are inspired. And you see that though at the games, don't you? Like people want to come and, and say hi and give you a hug and sign my bat and sign my, <laughs> sign my ball or sign my shirt. And that's really cool, isn't it? Just having that support and that game support is really growing and you ladies are doing that and it's actually really incredible. Yeah, it's um what's funny is it you'd always think it's always the girls or the women. I mean there's a lot of, you know, female supporters, but nowadays there's a lot of little young lighties that rock up at those games and they actually know who you are, which is I mean, when we played against New Zealand, I had this little guy. They were actually wearing Fuff Speedos, probably for the World Cup that was going on. But they were calling you by your name without even seeing your surname on the back of your top. And they knew exactly who you were. And, you know, it makes you feel good, makes you want to do better, makes you want to encourage not just female, but any generation and, you know, at any age. So, yeah, it's just nice to have that type of support. Mm. That is super, super cool. And, of course, we want uh, support at the Provincial Games as well. You did an amazing knock against the Lions. I mean, it was incredible last weekend. And now you're poised to take on Western Province Woman out in Newlands this weekend, positioned, ready, and <laughs> waiting to go. And uh, so are you excited about taking on Western Province Woman uh, out here in Newlands? I mean, of course, Newlands is fantastic. Who doesn't want to play at Newlands? But it's uh, two great teams up against each other. And uh, how are you feeling, uh, you know, before that game? I'm a bit, I'm always nervous. Um, you know, I'd like my team to get in the best position to stay in their top six. But, you know, at the end of the day, a game is a game. I don't look at the, you know, the name of the person bowling, whether it's Nadine or Dalmi or Goodall that's batting, you know, SA yeah. players. I just look at, you know, we are to take over. The Badgers, you know, we've been doing quite well. And with that Newlands thing, for someone like me, I mean, I still appreciate playing on Newlands every single time. But we actually had meetings 
there's a lot of our girls in the team that have never, ever been in Newland Stadium. Wow. So as a provincial game being hosted there, I think that's a lot of excitement for some of our girls in our team. So that's a good thing that's happening in cricket is we're actually playing on better stadiums as well. It's not just, you know, backyard cricket anymore. You play where the elite play. So I'm pretty excited to see the faces of some of my teammates just to be able to, you know, stand on that Newlands ground. Oh, wow. Tasman, I really want to see their faces as well because I remember the first time I went to Newlands <laughs> and I don't even play cricket, you know, I'm not a player. Uh, it's it's incredible. It's kind of like how a lot of the English players step out onto Lords for the first time and they go, wow, like can't believe I'll get to play here. Although Newlands is a little bit different and English people will probably be like, hey, don't compare the two. But uh, it is such an iconic sa- stadium and we love uh, watching cricket there. So I do encourage everybody to come on out to support the provincial games as well. Amazing cricket that's going to be played. And I'd love to see the girls' faces as well. So you've got to have a camera somewhere nearby to film some of your teammates' faces when they actually get to play there. And it's going to be incredible because it's live streamed as well for those who can't come. And there's going to be commentary on this game, uh, which is not on all provincial games, I must just add. And there will be commentary, it will be live stream for those who are in India and Pakistan, which you have a lot of fans and supporters from India and Pakistan, Taz. I see them commenting on your posts going, I love you from India. <laughs> so the support is there. Get on the live stream. But, you know, slightly aside from cricket, I must just ask you, uh, you know, one of the things that is big for you is your faith. You've always been a person of faith. You spoke very openly about that. And of course, the listeners listening to us are going like, hey, Taz is so cool. Uh, we'd love to know more about her story. We follow her. We know like that she's an incredible batter. We know that she does incredible things for South Africa and provincially. But uh, tell us a bit about your journey with your faith and how strong that is for you and how important that is for the things that you do in your life. You know, because as people of faith, we are under a lot of pressure often to conform and to just be quiet about what we believe, especially when you're in the public eye. And um, you've always been very, I don't want to say outspoken, but very confident in your faith, which is an inspiration to so many people. So tell us a bit about your journey of faith and how important faith and your belief is to you as a person, as an individual. Yeah, so of course, you know, at a younger age, you you always go to church, you know, your family You've got that routine of doing those things. But at a young age, I never really understood what it was. Um, always a massive, you know, fan of God, if I can put it that way. Okay. But after my car accident, um, I was a world champ javelin thrower, had a massive car accident. Then I got reborn after that. And I actually then only realized what is it all about. We live in this very, you know, crazy world, if I can put it that way. Everyone's doing their own thing. But at the end of the day, we all look to the same God and he's the one who, you know, made this world and he's the one that plans your stuff. He plans your future ahead before you even, you know, tomorrow we don't even know what's happening and he's already got it set out. So yeah, I had a lot of ups and downs, but one thing I always said to myself, I will always look, look upon him, you know, as he is, you know, my creator. So yeah, um, big believer. It's not always easy. I mean, a lot of times you're sitting in this dark hole, or, or you, you do the World Cup final and you think it's the end of the world. And I just keep telling myself, he gave me the talent and he gave me, you know, he did the things that I have or gave me the things I have today. So without him, I wouldn't have been here. And we're human at the end of the day. I'm not saying cricket is just a game, but if you technically think about it, it's just a game. Tomorrow we wake up, we move on. But a lot of things can't be done without him in our life. So, yeah, big believer in him. Mm. 
And it's inspiring as well. And it's a reminder, like you're reminding us, we're all just people. And life does change so quickly sometimes as well. And our faith is is an anchor. And speaking of life changing quickly, one of the things that a lot of us had to deal with, especially during COVID, is losing our loved ones. And I know that you lost your dad during COVID. And that is why whenever you score your 50, you do a very special Special, you know, initially when I saw you doing it, I was like, she's making a heart because it looks like a heart, you know, like you would do a heart. And then I was like, no, wait a minute. She's doing a ballerina. It's a a ballerina pose, right? (laughs) It is definitely your ballerina pose. Tell us a bit about that. And also it is a connection and in honor of your dad. And I think that that is something that so many of us can connect to over the last two, three years. So many people losing loved ones, people so close to them, especially during covid and uh, you were away on tour, I remember. Uh, I think you were playing India, right? Uh, and getting a call that your dad wasn't doing so well. And and that was that was quite a life-changing moment for you. Yeah, so we were playing in India. We actually had quarantined for 14 days. I literally just got out for two days just to get the phone call and say, you know, unfortunately my father passed due to COVID, so I had to fly back. Didn't manage to play any games there. Yeah, difficult time in my life. It still is a bit of, you know, my my dad. I must admit, I need to mention my mom in this as well. She is my massive fan. But yeah, both of them, big supporters of me. So yeah, the ballerina actually came. We went to, forgive me, I can't say Namibia very well. We went to (laughs) Namibia and we actually had a family holiday. And that was actually our first one in many, many years. But, you know, we'd also, of course, been our last one as a family. So I think, once again, God had a certain way of planning things to make time for that. So we went to Namibia, and my dad picked up this little red man on the beach. It's like a plastic little figure. And he put it in my bucky, and it was always there. And after his passing, I actually found it in my bucky still with the sand on. You'd swear I never washed my bucky. But in any case, I found <laughs> it there. And I would carry it around and I said to myself, every time I make a 50 or 100, I would like pick this little man up. But you can't run and and play cricket with this little man in your pocket. So yeah, my classy, one of my teammates, we actually started thinking of things because she has a little daughter, Rita Bile. So, you know, we started making a little bit of jokes and we came up with this ballerina, you know, like daddy's little girl type of thing. And she has a little daughter herself. So yeah, you'd see with the World Cup um, semi-final camera wasn't on her, but she was doing the ballerina when I was doing it. So it was quite funny. So yeah, every time I score 50, um, I do the ballerina, but it's also related to my mom. I don't want my mom to ever feel like she's, you know, not important enough. So it kind of goes hand in hand, but it is majority for my father. And then I added something to the collection now that I'm making hundreds in provincial. Um, When I, when I get a hundred, I make a ballerina and I try and turn around, but this, this weekend that just passed, unfortunately I couldn't turn. I I was a bit stiff. So I just stood there, (laughs) but yeah, they were laughing about it afterwards, but yeah, it's for my dad. Wow. That's incredibly special. So when we are actually watching on TV or when we're watching live at a game, we actually know that this is an honor of your dad and, and also your mom as well. Your mom is such a big cheerleader of yours. And I see that on social media as well. When people post things about you, she, she, my mom is the same. So our moms are the same because our moms are just ever loving cheerleaders of us, aren't they? They just, they're just incredible. It's such a shout out to them. And I know that, you know, when we see you doing that, I think it's also a moment that we can all remember those loved ones that we've lost and connect to them in that moment afresh. And so 
it's something really special and a beautiful thing that you do as well. I love seeing it, but I was going to ask what you're going to be doing for hundreds now because you can't do a double ballerina. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit like a dance, you know, like Taz G breaking down the dance. Uh, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that ballerina on uh, on Sunday. Uh, you know, even though I need to stay neutral, we're in Cape Town supporting Western Province here, but also garden root badges are still in the Western province. And so Western Cape. So we're just sending the love from one place to another, but we're going to see you score that hundred and do a double ballerina, do something cool for us. Uh, I love watching when India plays and uh, Shubnan Gill always does the little bow and uh, cause they call him the Prince of, you know, Prince of India. And he just does this magnificent bow. It's so cool how each player has something very unique that they do. And something very cute and very specific. Speaking of catches, by the way, and this is something we're going to talk about when uh, we get back. John T was just such a legend in the game. I mean, remember those incredible catches he was always taking, just literally diving. I remember growing up watching cricket with my mom and just watching John T and being like, he's my hero. I love him. And you, you've inherited a bit of that, Taz. And we're going to talk about that when we come back. But we're going to go to a quick song, Greg, because uh, we want you to enjoy some music as well. But don't go anywhere because Taz is still with me after this. And we'll be chatting more cricket. So see you after the break. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, Young Voice of Change today. And I'm joined by the incredible Tasman Brits, our Proteas woman player as also an uh, incredible provincial player that you can get to see in action this Sunday at Newlands. If you're going to come out, bring your family. I know that you're all kind of hoping that uh, South Africa are going to be playing India in the final this Sunday. Uh, so you can switch between. You know, you can sit in Newlands and enjoy some live cricket and then also be on your phone. We don't mind that. We just want you to be there supporting. And uh, Tasman, tell us a bit about catching, fielding. Your fielding is incredible. And uh, I mean, when I get to watch at home, I'm obviously hearing commentating on your your fielding, which you don't get to hear because obviously you're not hearing, uh, you know, <laughs> what we are hearing. But uh, you take some magnificent catches. And also you won player of the match against England in the World Cup semifinal in the T20. And part of that was, you know, this magnificent catch. Is this something that you work on? You know, is this fielding something that you actively work on? But also you're you're just very naturally athletic. I mean, obviously, like you said, I mean, you did pole vault. You have an Olympic tattoo on your arm. It's not for cricket, although cricket's going to be around in 2028 Olympics. But let's hope that you're still playing <laughs> so you can be there. <laughs> but uh, do you work hard on fielding, catching, you know, wanting to just put your body on the line literally to get those balls and save those runs? I definitely work hard. <clears throat> I might be very athletic or might seem like that, but at the age of 32, believe me, nothing comes <laughs> easy. So I work very hard on that, especially because I'm not a bowler. Um, I don't want to just stand on that field and be like, I'm there like a tree. I want to be the best field I can be. And I want to try and contribute to the bowling side or the fielding side in, in that way, you know, to the best of my ability. So yeah, I always, no matter what, like once again, like John C would say, you must expect the ball at any time. I literally do that. I'm almost so mentally drained after fielding more than batting because I constantly think this ball's coming to me every single time. So whether it's a 50 over <laughs> or 300 balls or a T20 of 120 balls, I'm pretty much in the game constantly. So yeah, I just, I actually hope the ball comes to me. Sometimes I deep down believe that I'm going to either get a run out or I'm going to make a difference or I'm going to take this 
very, very good catch or something. And that's what happened in the semifinals. I kept telling myself something's going to happen. And if it's not going to be me, I don't know who's it going to be, but something's <laughs> happening and this ball's coming to me. You know, like you try and t- motivate yourself or keep yourself in the game. So, yeah, that's – but I definitely work hard on, on fielding. Mm. And and we can see it, though, when we're watching. And uh, like you said, when you turn 32, when you get in your 30s, things slightly change, don't they? It's it's a reality. It's it's almost a reality. Now, are you excited? We know that cricket's now been announced to be in the Olympics for 2028. And this is such a fantastic progression, isn't it? That we're now going to have to see cricket in the Olympics. And we've wanted to for so long. Uh, do you think you still still going to be able to be on the field and uh, on the pitch there in 2028 at the Olympics so you can put a, another Olympic tattoo on your other arm, Taz? Um, I'm going to have to be because the Olympic tattoo that I currently have, I wasn't at the Olympics. Um, so it's more like, um, I don't want to keep saying this is an Audi sign, although I'm a massive Audi <laughs> fan, but I would like to say that there's a reason for this Olympic tattoo. I don't want to work out the years because it's quite a long way to go. Should have never said my age at 32. I mean, 25. <laughs> but um, yeah, I definitely, I'm going to try and keep myself as healthy as possible. And, you know, actually just get to know my game a bit more so that I can become more consistent. So hopefully by the time I get there, you know, making 50s in a T20, you know, is nothing anymore. Maybe I can start making hundreds. So mm. that's the plan. Mm. Is it exciting that they've now at least taken cricket into the Olympics? I mean, it's something that people have been working on for a very long time. Uh, do you find that it's really exciting because it's even more exposure for the sport, no matter where the sport's going to be played in the world? There's so many teams that come from countries that love cricket, like, uh, you know, England, South Africa, Australia. But you have countries that are new into the cricket space we could say like america that are getting there so now that they will have cricket happening in those olympics they will get more exposed to the game and we'll see things changing do you feel like that's quite a positive thing as well yeah no definitely um as you said you get a lot a lot of the smaller countries or you know countries that aren't very well known for cricket that actually might actually start you know involving themselves in the olympics because there's so many teams that can actually participate and also with cricket or any actually any other sport, you don't always just want to win one major trophy as in the World Cup. You know, you want that Olympic, that Commonwealth. You want mm. those other things that circulate around, you know, being the best in the world. Because there's a big difference than just winning a World Cup than actually be able to win a Commonwealth Olympics and a World Cup. So, yeah, I think it's – I'm actually very, very excited I think it's about time they did something like that. And hopefully more sports can actually, you know, also become Olympic sports. And once again, it will actually broaden, you know, the the viewing of everything a bit better as well. Mm. I wanted to also ask you about playing in Pakistan, because that was quite a historic game. And of course, the first time that you ladies had traveled out there. It, it Obviously, we were watching it at home for those of us who were watching at home. Uh, how was that experience for you? It seemed like the team was super welcomed and everything. There was conditions that seemed like you ladies had to adjust to as well. I mean, the the weather is completely different. The environment's completely different. Was it quite something that was very different? Did you have to adjust quite well? How would you sum up that tour, actually? I think, you know, if you stay near to Oatswaring, like where I stay, Mm-hmm. The humidity of Pakistan was next level. I never in my life experienced something like that. I think the at a stage the humidity was like 90%. Mm-hmm. 
wow. you you it's it's next level but yeah besides the safety you know protocols that we couldn't really go anywhere the people mm. were extremely friendly they made you know they made us feel safe they made us actually be able to go to a mall they took us on a boat cruise cool. the the country is crazy about cricket we met you know, very high up people. They hosted us at their house. They're very lively. They showed us their different cultures, their different, you know, the way they dance and the food they eat. You know, I must admit some of the girls battled with that part of the, the story <laughs> about the food because, you know, it's very different food, if I can put it that way. And some of us were very, you know, you know, curious to actually try some of this stuff. You don't always know what you were eating maybe, but you were there and you were trying it. So it was a great experience. And, you know, I think just to host cricket in that country again is also going to be a very good thing for Pakistan. Mm. Um, I'm hoping that there's more tours there um, due to the fact that that was the first one that was held in a long time. But, yeah, a great experience. I'll definitely do it again. Um, okay. I actually lost a bit of weight. I don't know if it's because of the heat or the food that I ate. <laughs> but um, in general, it was it was a great experience. That's so interesting. It's probably that humidity, you know, the sweating it all out. You know, when you came back, you lost weight. Yeah, the humidity is next level and and that plays a huge role. And I get also why they play games later in the day while they play matches later in the day. Because if you're standing there and it's like really hot with that humidity is quite interesting. Did you feel, though, that there was support for the women's game? Or do you think that that's something that still needs to grow in a country like Pakistan? Look, that support needs to grow in a lot of different countries. But uh, we saw some people in the stadiums, obviously not as much as what we would have liked to have seen. Do you think that they are growing that sport, that the game and the support for women's cricket? Yeah, I think it's definitely growing. I think the stadium probably would have been full like um, India, but like I said, due to safety protocols and stuff and being the mm. first tournament that they hosted there, they had to, you know, lessen the people a bit. Like there wasn't allowed to be mm. too many and they were just figuring things out. But a lot of times when we drove down the road, people were coming out of their shops and coming out of their houses and they were waving. And so cool. people definitely knew we were there. So the cricket there you know, it's definitely, you know, the exposure of it. Everyone knows who's Nina Da. They're, you know, one of their yeah. captains for Pakistan. So men and women. So I definitely think it's getting, you know, a lot better in the countries like that. Mm. That's really cool. How are you feeling about taking on Bangladesh soon here in our backyard again? Which everybody up north is going to get to see you. Here in Cape Town, we'll just have to... We'll just sit watching it on our television sets, but <laughs> but it's going to be great. Everyone goes, but you guys got the World Cup, so we get in these games, which we completely understand. We support that. So how are you feeling about taking them on? Um, I'm very excited. It feels like I, you know, haven't played in a long time, although we've played like just like a few weeks ago. Mm. Um, cricket has become the second norm. So, but yeah, I'm very, very excited. Can't wait till they come. Um, the World Cup will be in Bangladesh. So I just tell myself, see Bangladesh, be Bangladesh, do Bangladesh. I just keep going <laughs> with Bangladesh. So, yeah, I'm very, very excited. I think our team is actually gelling quite well now um, with the tours that we've been going. So I'm excited to see what's going to happen just to get back into that consistency of, you know, winning more tournaments and winning more games. Mm. So, yeah, very, very excited. Mm. Be Bangladesh, see Bangladesh, do Bangladesh. We're in Bangladesh. Just This is how it's going to be for the next couple of months. And uh, those who are traveling to Bangladesh for the World Cup are going to be really, really excited next year, September. I mean, 
I hope that you're going to have a lot of South African support there. So we're just putting that out there already a couple of months before. But a message from you, Taz, as we wrap up the show to our guys who are playing and probably the game almost finished by the time that we're going to be done. But a message to them on everything they've achieved so far. I'm sure there's a sense of pride. The protest guys have just done an amazing job. And uh, we're really backing them and looking forward to see how the semifinal is going to round out so your final message to to them actually yeah so i just want to say keep going and well done on making the semi-finals and hopefully i'm holding my thumbs for the finals it seems to me when they do one better we want to up them so hopefully they win <laughs> the world cup so we will have to win the world cup again yes that's what i'm hoping for we like challenges we play for the same badge at the end of the day so yeah they're making us very very proud and I'm proud to be, you know, associated with them in cricket and not just that in our country as a South African. So, yeah, good luck to the men. Hmm. Taz, thank you so much for being with me today. Look forward to seeing you in action on Sunday. And uh, all the best for the rest of the season, which is long and going to be eventful and fruitful for you. So thank you so much for being here today. Thanks for having me. And I hope you wear your ballerina T-shirt. I'm going to have you one made for oh, when I do you. that 50. Please do. <laughs> Thank you so much, Seth. Take care. For a bit of a time, I've taken you on a journey of cricket and I want to say thank you so much for Tasman for being with me and for sharing a bit of her story with us and a bit of her journey with us. And it's just been incredible just to connect with her and to hear from her and You know, for those of you, like I said, who love cricket, who love the sport of South Africans, we have such a rich cricket history and we love cricket in this country. For many people, maybe they don't love cricket, but also realize that sport plays such a huge role in our communities, in society, in uplifting communities, in uplifting our hearts, in creating unity, in creating community, and also just being a catalyst for change. People look up to sports individuals and go, hey, what are they doing? you know they are my role model how are they living their life and that's why it's so important that we have people who are living according to great values and who are living out their faith and so it is so good to just be in that space and chatting about that and again as I said early on in the show Western Province women are taking on the Garden Root Badges this Sunday on the 19th and You know, it's just about us getting involved more with cricket, just that we can have fun at. You can take your family down there. You know, it is free entrance. Go on over, you know, take your family out, enjoy some cricket. It's a lovely way to spend a Sunday. And uh, it's just a lovely time to connect with family and to see great cricket on display. Great woman just playing amazing fast cricket. It's going to be amazing. And so... That is also what we hope for, that uh, this Sunday we will see the Proteus men. But if not, we are proud of them regardless. This World Cup has been amazing. I've seen so many people wearing their you know, cricket shirts on Fridays now. It used to be Springbok Friday, but now it's Proteus Friday. And uh, we have just an amazing, amazing country. We know there's a lot going on right now. We know there's a lot as South Africans that we are dealing with. But we always say that sport has a way to create unity. And we also say that, you know, as sport people in the sport arena, whether you're just a fan, a spectator, or you actually play the game, you have the responsibility and the ability to connect with others through the game that we all love and that we can fall so easily in love with. And, uh, you know, it's just about supporting, being there, and uh, knowing that uh, the sports people that you look up to, that are role models and that are 
doing incredible things are also just as Tasman reminded us, human beings and ordinary people that have things in their life that they still go through and that they have to deal with. And so we can connect with them on that emotional and human basis as well. So it's been so good to be with you today. This is a little bit of inspiration and I hope that you've had some inspiration today in uh, this crazy world we live in. May you have a blessed, wonderful, fantastic evening. Can't wait to see you next week and uh, see you then Thursday. I will see you at 5 p.m. Take care and blessings of love, goodness, joy, and peace. See you then. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.